Soul Live love and greetings from my heart to yours. I'm Rain Ma. This is a Sojourner's Truth podcast. I come to you humbly, not to tell you what to do on your journey. I am here simply to share some of what I've learned on my own soul journey. I'm returning to my roots as a storyteller. I speak to, for, and from the one that I am. Welcome home. Doom button didn't, 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 Doom Blessing rain led me home to the place where I belong, Indonesia, Bali mamas, take me home. That's our Dambe dambi Dombe di Dombe dambi So I think I may entitle this podcast an ode to a blessing rain And part of the reason why I am recording this after, you know, 15, actually 16 years, if you consider um, womb surround and space in that way, is I recently did a uh, Birth Warrior podcast interview. And if you have not heard of um, Indie Birth or um, the Birth Warrior podcast series, um, I invite you to check it out. Check the, the show notes. I will link them in there. But during that interview, a beautiful sister and I were dishing and chatting. And her first question was, you know, speak. Would you speak a little bit about how, you know, even before your son came into your womb, would you speak a little bit about that journey? And since I knew we only had maybe 40 minutes, 45 minutes. 
and the intention was really clear for me as far as communi communicating to to my my brothers and sisters just in general about your sovereignty um, and listening to and sisters in, in general to your mother wit and attuning to the star seeds in those ways I kind of took a different tangent and after I listened to the podcast <laughs> I realized I totally went uh, where we went. And I think it was beautiful because I think the things that needed to come through were also important for that moment. But there was also another part of me that knew that if I were to really go in and speak to how um, my son, uh, Masihi, blessing Masihi, um, came to me and the, the, the road that was before our birth actual birth journey yeah him coming earthside i knew it would take up too much time there's too much story so again i'm grateful for um the grace and and timing of how things come and how we follow our inspiration instigation so this is um an ode to uh blessing as well as just speaking a little bit of what my journey was before conceiving him so, um, my life um, at the time that I, prior to conceiving, was full in so many different ways. I was, uh, had a full-time, you know, private practice working with um, pregnant women, different people doing shamanic cranial sacral work, um, therapeutic massage, a lot of pregnant women that really throughout that at that time, about nine years into my practice, I always had uh, the seed of midwifery coming through. And that came through when I was working on pregnant women, they'd come in and I would work on them throughout their pregnancies, sometimes multiple, you know, throughout the years. Um, and I started receiving messages. Yeah, I mean, I was doing the massage and, you know, doing the things in, in those ways. But I, I began hearing, I began um, developing something else and hearing messages and things that then I, you know, eventually gained courage to speak it to, you know, if something came up as I was working on someone, I would just share it and say it. Uh, sometimes when things come into my field, I know from my own uh, body if I'm meant to share it. Sometimes there will be a ringing in my ear, which is um, a note to pay attention. Pay attention. Listen. Listen. And then it will be very clear whether like my throat chakra opens. So do I have permission to share what I received or is it just for me? And I continue working sometimes in those unseen realms. Um, I was very happy to, to serve in that way. I began having um, dreams about midwives. And I remember saying to my, to my business partner at the time that I think my, my work in body work in, in this way is coming to an end. I think I want to be a midwife. I keep dreaming of all of these midwives. And I remember her at the time. She, we had a, about a 19-year age difference. She was older and she said to me, she said, yeah, she goes, I hear you. She goes, I wanted to be a midwife at one point too. She goes, but I, she went to nursing school. She began what would be considered a nurse midwife. 
And she said it just depressed her so much because it was so outside of what she felt in her own mother wit and her own being, her own body. But yet again, the dreams and things that I was having, I realized that it wasn't for me to do that in the United States, that I had to find my own way. And so hence, um, blessings seed and energy was starting to come forth. Yeah, I had not um, conceived, it was not a plan for me, even in some of my work, I was already doing work with women, um, at the time calling it goddess awakening but if you fast forward even just 15 years and just in general um, the goddess has never been asleep it's more about women remembering and awakening and returning to um, their original blueprint and soul self so the goddess has always been alive and well i remember also going to uh, clairvoyant who is no longer in this earth plane, but even now as I'm speaking this, she's just popped in. Her name was Carol. And I would see her from time to time. And one of the times that, and she was always very accurate in her, her reading of energies, of different things. And I trusted her immensely. I, I knew her for, for many years. And I remember one time I went to her and I was, you know, again, having all these dreams and different things. And, and she said to me, she goes, I'm seeing a, a child around you. I'm seeing you want to have a baby. <laughs> and I remember at the time thinking, okay, now she's lost it. She no longer has her gift because my plan was to, you know, release, release my practice I had traveled a lot in the United States. I had done a lot of workshops, attending workshops, different things, mastering alive relationships, trance, alternative healing arts. That was huge. But my work with women and the midwifery piece was coming through so strong that whether it was, you know, doing, doing trance and, and working with women and the midwifery piece, strong. So when she said, you want to, you want to be a mother, I felt, okay, now she's lost her gift. She's absolutely off her rocker. She knows nothing about nothing. And, um, the reality is, is that, you know, unexpected, that's why even my son being, you know, blessing, he was an unexpected blessing. It was not, um, part of my conscious plan, but when I fast forward a little bit and I look at the journey and how we've moved in the ways that we've moved um, all over this world, I see it now. So they say, yeah, hindsight can be 2020. Um, so blessing was conceived, um, still in uh, uh, Milwaukee, and I think there was even a a little bit of denial because I was really, truly, so. In other realms, I was really earthed as far as, okay, I got to sell my house, close my practice. I was very much in the practical aspects of um, closing chapters and the world in that way and preparing myself for this journey. And I was dreaming about midwives and these women that I would be connecting with and learning from and um, that I never really even 
quite noticed even the cycle changes. And I'll speak to that just a little bit because there was years and years and years that I had been on birth control. And that's probably a whole nother topic that I could go into. But it changes your, um, it changes your, your receptors as well. So this is where even as a midwife, there's other aspects and other ways that you can work with your cycle and you get to know your body and your cycle and when you're ovulating, when you can conceive and when you're not. So you need not be in fear throughout the whole month. You can, you know, but when you're taking an, an, a pharmaceutical medicine, it changes your your hormones and your and your body and so for me I had gone off birth control um, I knew there was a transition as far as my own cycle that would be happening so even the first you know missed um, missed moon cycle didn't worry me and I had so much on my plate selling my car selling my house closing my practice just preparing in those ways so it wasn't until um, that I arrived in in Ghana and this was 11 11 11 11 I do a lot of things with numbers but 11 11 2004 I remember seeing uh, the full moon in Ghana and um, that began the journey and for me and our journey as well I was not I was focused on the work that I was doing. Even as I arrived in Ghana, I was meant to connect. I was there. I had been in, invited by um, someone connected to the Rosicrucian uh, order. It's a, um, a lineage. It's a church. And I was doing, I was a Reiki master too. I had apprenticed with my Reiki master for seven years prior to leaving the States. And I remember even when it came to my mastery, she said, so before you go though, let's, let's do the master symbols. I'm like, I don't really need it. I don't, I think it's fine. Cause I'm not huge with paper. Even in my travels, I meet people, there's no document on their wall saying nothing about nothing, but you know what you know, and you feel what you feel when you, when you connect with different beings. So I was immersed in, in healing arts and even teaching which even this I've learned that I am not a great teacher. I'm a great activator in working with different ones for them to activate their own ways of seeing, bringing forth messages, but it's more of a portal to open for themselves within themselves, but it isn't necessarily, I remember having rooms, um, you know, probably at one point, um, you know, 200 people crowded in in uh you know in this in this church and then another session we did we we were under a a, a beautiful uh neem tree because it was cooler and having you know a table and I was working on people and they would watch and ask questions and I realized when people ask me questions um it brings me into my mind and when I'm working as a womb shaman I'm not thinking yeah I'm not I'm not coming from that place so again even the initial stages of my pregnancy with my son I was just totally caring he felt like a natural extension of myself I literally wasn't um concerned and actually the missed moon cycle in the beginning and now later if you fast forward my midwifery roots in general I mean I do know um 
and I have learned how to track my cycle and what's going on in my womb and my body and what's happening. But at the time, again, the newness of life change, countries, um, and just all these energetic things, I wasn't too concerned about it. It was just life as, as usual. And yet, his energy came through very much as a as as a twin soul he was a partner he's a partner in in light um so that kind of continued in the work i mean at some point i was seeing maybe sometimes 10 people in a day they would come to the house i would do you know facilitate and do some some workshops and teaching and then people would come to the house and individual experiences and things um, with them and even when I use the word Reiki it's a kind of a blanket term but it's just simply energy because everybody I work with even in this now we just show up and whatever's coming through and whatever needs to come up is what comes up so this was this was Ghana and then we went to um, Ethiopia and Ethiopia, I think that in itself also will need to be another podcast. There's so many different um, layers, but being that my in my own bloodline, my my birth father is Ethiopian, so there was something very strong for me about going to to that land. Um, from there, we went to South Africa. And that is really where his introduction came to me and me realizing literally there is a spirit that is in my womb that wants to come out and be born. For the longest time, how I was working with his energy was literally just as a partner in light. Um, and I didn't do the distinction between my my spirit guide so now this is the dream aspect and kind of the unseen world I had always since I was a child had you know my my entourage around me I call them my a-team my angels ancestors ascended masters you know your ascension council your mission council you know you have your entourage everybody does and the spirit that was coming through as my star seed in my womb was Afra. Here's the energy of, for me, my, my twin soul. So it was not odd for me to still be receiving messages and connected in, in this way. But I had no, even for people that have, you know, pregnancy symptoms and different things, I felt fine. I felt totally grounded and centered and um, I had no experiences of you know, morning sickness and something like life was, was, was moving. And I think probably because I was showing up in places that I was, maybe there wasn't a, a deep enough attunement or it was the protection because I really, if I'm being completely honest, if I really landed with the fact that I was having a baby, <laughs> I don't know that I would have it continued in the journey that, that I w went on in the ways that I did, yeah? So sometimes I think there is truth to the saying that ignorance is bliss 
or um, denial is not a river in Egypt, but sometimes it serves <laughs> because, yeah, I was just moving in the way that I was moving and I felt extremely rooted. I felt extremely connected. I felt even the rebirth of myself, which in many ways I do think many mothers are experiencing that. There's a merging that is happening, but they are also rebirthing themselves. But when I arrived in uh, Soweto, um, I think, again, another podcast um, is is due just for me to speak about the energies of uh, Gogo Sizwe and the Sangoma that I met there. But it was in her home and she she said to me and she's like so so what do you think what are you thinking how how are you feeling about him and i'm like him and i spoke really clearly about his energy because i was like oh she's seeing afra she's seeing my my divine counterpart she's seeing one of my guides and then she's like but he's wanting to come earth side what what do you think about that and it literally was this moment of I'll say come to Jesus but I don't even know if I resonate so much in that but if you know the expression you know it was like what she goes yeah he's in your in your womb and wants to come earthside and if you decide that you do not want to bring him earthside you know we'll you know she had we had the herbs I was learning you know all the herbs in Zulu and we were doing all these rituals and things she goes but then he wants to stay in this land because it's where you know, we'll, we'll do, you know, an herbal and abortion and we can, we'll facilitate this, but his spirit will stay in this land because it's where he's from. And so we did rituals for about three days and I had to adjust for the fact. And even in this time, I had been working so much in my own underground railroad with different ones and things that it was easy to not even, I wasn't even thinking about it. I really wasn't so concerned. Um, so sometimes even when people speak, it's like, oh my God, your courage. It's just like, well, but if you really understand the whole picture, you'll see that there's a lot of stuff that I wasn't seeing. It wasn't so crystal clear, but I still feel that there is a grace in the not seeing because it allows or until it's time, until the divine time. So after three days of rituals and we were doing things that maybe even at the, you know, at the end of the day, if you go to your doctor or you have different things, however you're choosing to, to operate in your, in your body and your pregnancy. But I always intuitively just felt, is this for me? Is this not for me? That's it. We did three days of, of, of rituals and on that third day, I remember going into the bath and I was doing a, prepared a beautiful spiritual bath. And I remember going to the mirror and doing a faces of time meditation. And so I was calling in and kind of even through my own eyes. And I was, you know, seeing all these different energies, lineages, seven, seven on each side, back and forward. And at the end of that bath and that ritual, I remember looking in the mirror and looking into my eyes and my eyes turned into Afra's eyes, which were also the eyes of my son. And he said to me, you don't have to choose. 
this lifetime is not about either or. It's about both and more. I want to come. I want to come Earthside. But on a level of sovereignty, you still have the decision to make and to choose. And even though you cannot see what is ahead of you and being a mother beyond a midwife, being a mother at that time and in the way that I was moving was not part of my plan. He was so assured in his being, which again, as, as my, my divine complement, divine counterpart, twin soul, a guide who has been with me as a child, the trust that he evoked from my being when I saw and looked into his eyes was like, all right, okay, then let's go. Let's see. And in that moment that my soul, my sovereign self acknowledged and agreed, I saw my nipples in the mirror turn dark brown. He had, he had rooted. So again, it could, I mean, even too, you can have spiritual pregnancy because you can have all of these different things and people have miscarriages at different stages. There's different things, you know, along the journey. But it was a very conscious union. And from that moment forward, it was team. We, we really were operating as dual controls and as a team and no longer the, the ancestor spirit guide um, being outside of myself. A, we literally merged in oneness in spirit. And so that was a, a pretty powerful piece. And I do have to mention though that Gogo Seasway's son, she had one son and we had even in our resonance together, um, his name is Gift. And the fact that this child, you know, who was going to come through my womb for a long time, even the song that I sang at the beginning, that was his song. That was what I kept humming and, and what was coming through. And so he was very clear to me that he was a boy and that his name was Blessing. And even along the journey when people said, you know, because I have not, I hadn't gone to the doctor. I hadn't had any, I never had a pregnancy test or how I just really was just following um, my own, my own path, but he was very clear that he was a boy and, you know, this was the energy that he was bringing through. And even when ones would ask me, you know, like, well, what happens? What if it's a girl? I said, well, then I think it's still going to be a blessing because this is, this is the name. This is the energy that's coming through. So if we fast forward, um, Let's see, after that, South Africa, and then um, I went back to the States for maybe about a month to San Francisco, and then went to Indonesia. And my path was studying Hindu, Hindu culture and trance. And again, for me, that's been a huge part of my path everywhere. Um, and connecting with the land, yeah. His energy. <laughs> And being wanted to come in in Indonesia. I had a, a plane ticket. I had a plane ticket to fly to Hawaii because I knew some, some midwives there. I love Big Island. That felt like a great place for us to birth. But for some reason, 
Bali and hence the song as well. Bali is the land and the village and uh, some of our soul family that called us to stay as well and to be and spend our first years, years there. But I think that's it. I'm not going to go into the, the birth story. I'll, I'll link to um, a blog and also the uh, Indie Birth, uh, birth Warrior podcast. You can hear a little bit of more, more about the actual birth story if you like. But I figured I would speak to it because after listening to that interview, I was like, I didn't speak to any of the pre, you know, and this is, I have a lot of clients that I see who begin having dreams and they're starting to soul link and connect with their star seeds before they're even in womb. And it's beautiful, but I never have spoken to what that was for myself and for my son blessing. So I hope that has been an enjoyable little piece of, of storytelling and yeah, I think that's all I got. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Peace. They told you about the contractions, but did they tell you about the expansion? Did they tell you how your body would open to make way for the whole universe to pass through? Did they tell you how your heart would explode with a love bigger than anything you've ever known as you pulled your baby to your chest? They told you about the ring of fire, but did they tell you about the crown of stars? Did they mention that there's a moment when your baby enters the world and you leave your body and touch the heavens and become the light of a million galaxies? Did they tell you how the pain of stretching to receive your child would be more exquisite than any sensation you felt? They told you you would scream, but did they tell you how you would roar? Did they tell you about the power that would rise up from your belly as you called your baby forth with your mighty voice? Did they tell you how you would embody the wild woman within you and breathe fire with your song. They told you that you would bleed, but did they tell you that that sacred blood wouldn't scare you? How you would feel grateful for that magical liquid of life as it trickled down your leg, how you would honor its flow, and how it would help you heal a lifetime of hating your body's bleeding cycles. They told you these stories taught you to fear birth, to fear your power, to fear yourself. But you are stronger and wiser than that, Mama. You know that birth is your divine dance, your soul's song, your moment with God, and you walk fearlessly into her open arms.